I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. All right, let's do it. All right, I know uh, we mentioned this earlier, but since uh, doom scrolling is, you know, we, we have to send this stuff to the archives. It's, uh, it's it, sure. We're keeping record here. There's the, the DeMar Hamlin story is obviously one of the biggest stories of the day, and I saw right. an update okay. about this. Um, you know, if, if you didn't see the game, I'm sure at this point most people know about that at least something happened to player right. during Monday Night Football. Was hey, on go back and listen to the podcast. We're yeah, thoughts yeah earlier. exactly. A quick clip here. Another Bills player is down. DeMar Hamlin is the one who was in on that stop on T. Higgins. Okay, so they start doing CPR, the whole right. deal, like you said, we talked about earlier. I just saw this. This is from a few minutes ago. But they talked to an experienced heart surgeon, it says. He says, listen, he suffered cardiac arrest on that field. And then he has a quote. He says, we're all hoping he doesn't have any lasting problems from this. Dr. John Bozanowski, a cardiac surgeon at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center in Columbus, Ohio, told UPI by phone on Tuesday. Um, He's not treating him, but as a heart surgeon, he's saying, okay, this is what happened. And he said whether or not he can play football again, it's a possibility. He says, quote, but that's not the important thing here. You've got a young man's health and well-being at stake. Yeah, of course. I wasn't thinking, like, I wonder if he'll be able to play football again. All I was thinking was... Is he going to make it? Right. right. Isn't well, that, is what that what I mean, are we? I didn't know that we were at a point where we thought he was going to make it yet. Are exactly. We? Well, they said in a statement today, uh, the Bills said that the 24-year-old had suffered cardiac arrest after a hit while making a tackle. Quote, his heartbeat was restored on the field. And that was trans. And then he was transferred to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and he is listed in critical condition. The fact mm. that they were able to get his heart started again is that's great That's news, great. But that doesn't mean we're no, out of no. the woods. Right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So. But again, you, I just, I've read those stats about how right. often CPR can get a heart started again. And the fact that they did, yeah, I'm not thinking about whether or not he can play football again. I'm just thinking, is he going to be all right? Man, Jer- I was thinking as I was watching, like, am I going to let my kids play football? Yeah, right, right, right. What happened there? Like, you know, are they going to tell us that he you had know, a I hugged my kid. I was like, you know, hey, man, I, we got to rethink you playing football. Right. And he was like, it's the only thing I'm good at. I'm like, well, okay. It, but, and is it. Yes, we know that uh, that hit obviously triggered something, right? Right. I mean, it's just the timing. It's it's there. But was it going to happen because he had some sort of undiagnosed I don't know, man. heart disease? That's usually what they come out and right. say. Uh, but still, then you think, well, okay, if he had that undiagnosed heart disease and he hadn't been playing football, is it possible that he could have gone you know, into his 50s or 60s without ever it, having an issue? And then he wouldn't have even known. I don't know. I mean, when you're looking at someone who's 24 years old and that healthy – how do you get 
you know, if you're looking for someone just on the outside saying who's healthy, I would say someone yeah. in the early 20s who's playing pro sports, pretty healthy, right? Yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's scary, man. Hearts. Don't. I know they, they kill women too, but men, they kill us yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, like Norm MacDonald said, they're just in there waiting to attack and kill us. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it except, you know, we should this year go get those yeah. stresses. We should go to cardiologists and see. Because I would not be surprised at all if they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. At least one of us might need, you know, yes. a little tinker in there. Jeremy Renner, he played uh, what's his name uh, in the superhero movies? Um, Hawkeye. Uh, Huck, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. yeah. I, uh, that's uh, sorry, but that's a uh, Marvel, right? Yeah, and then uh, he was. I was thinking of he's the lead in that um, Mayor of Kingstown, mm. right? And he which also is really good. He's he also great in the town. In the, yeah. That's right. He was very good in the town. And his big breakout role, I thought, was when he starred in that movie uh, that won the Oscar about yeah. going to defuse the bombs yeah. in Iraq. What was mm-hmm. that called? That or in Afghanistan? 30? No, that was the mm-hmm. movie no, she made Locker. after that. Hurt Locker. No, yeah. 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 That was maybe the first time I really saw yeah, him. He, was right. great he did those Bourne movies. Anyway, he was in an accident. And at first, there was really very little information. They said Jeremy Renner is in critical condition after trying to plow snow near his home. Right. That's all we knew. It was like, well, in my mind, I'm thinking, was he out there with a shovel? And he had a heart attack because that happens all the right, time. Sure. They tell you to basically not do that if you're over 30 and you're a guy. Like, don't go out there no. and shovel for too long. It'll probably kill you. But they had said it was a plow. Well, then, of course, TMZ, they seem to be the ones who got the information first about what was going on. Now, it sounds like what he was doing, there was a huge snowstorm there. Um, he was trying to help someone who was stuck, but it was near mm-hmm. his home. What they're saying now is that he was trying to plow the road to make way and help someone who was stuck. This plow, it sounds like fell over, it tipped over, and it pinned him. I've heard of this before with tractors and things. My, my uh, really good friend, his grandfather, died a few years ago. He was on a tractor. It, he hit something that caused it to flip over on its side, and the tractor landed on his chest. And he, he laid there and, and died. Okay. Like, that's horrifying, but apparently it's a thing that happens. Yeah. And so it sounds like this is kind of similar because they're talking about chest injuries. Actor Jeremy Renner is recovering after suffering serious injuries during an accident involving a snowplow near his home in Reno, Nevada. Overnight, the two-time Oscar nominee's publicist saying that Renner suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries and has undergone surgery. He has returned from surgery and remains in the intensive care unit in critical but stable condition. So they keep saying in critical but stable condition because I think that's what the publicist said. I did see someone, again, claiming to be a doctor online who sounded like a doctor and said there's really no such thing as critical yet stable. If you're in critical condition, you're in critical condition. They can stabilize your vitals. But if you're still in critical, you just call that critical condition. Uh, so, so critical condition is bad, you know, obviously. Okay. And they had to have the surgery. I don't know. In my mind, when you hear a story like this, you go, if they make it 24 hours, you start to think maybe they're going to be okay, right? I have no idea. I don't. In that, no for, idea. In those first 24 hours, I think, well, if we're not hearing anything, what uh, the next thing we might hear is that this person didn't make it. But, you know, it's been what, about 48 hours now. Is that right? It ha- what's today? Tuesday? It happened on Sunday, I think. So... The update is basically still the same. He's in, he's been stabilized, but he's in critical condition. And it does say now that he was helping someone who was stranded in the snow. I don't follow him on social media, but I immediately started seeing these stories about how if you do follow him, his Instagram is filled with stories of him working out, uh, you know, on the land near his home. Got it. That's Just, what he's because that, I first thought like, like how much snow is there in Los Angeles? Yeah. Right. No, he lives in Nevada, right. outside Lake Tahoe, or maybe it is Lake Tahoe. It is. Uh, I read it. Yeah. Okay, here's something for you to show you how dumb I am. When I saw the story, I was like, "Wait, it snows like that in Lake Tahoe?" Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just, I just be honest. I've never been to Lake Tahoe. I've, I've seen pictures it. of it, 
But I've I didn't know that it could snow like that. They were showing this blizzard. I was like, Good you go to Lord. Reno on vacation and you just drive there, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've just never done it. I'd l- I want to go to Reno. Brooke wants her next vacation to be there. About it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you can go to Lake Tahoe, too. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he, the update is that he was trying to help someone else. Can you imagine um, being that someone else? And here comes Jeremy Renner. Let's say that he's your neighbor, or let's say let's say he's not your neighbor. Let's say you're like, are you, are you Hawkeye? And you'd heard that he lives around there, and he's like, look, i got a plow. Right, I got all this stuff. You're like, oh, my God. So he starts helping you. Then, the holidays, me and Jeremy Renner, we're going to be... Friends. Right, you're thinking all this stuff. tips over on him? We're going to go yeah. have hot chocolate together. Now he's stuck underneath this machine. Right. I mean, I'm just speculating here, but oh, right. he's stuck underneath this machine, and you're you're thinking, did I just watch <laughs> right. oh, Hawkeye die? Did right. I just see that happen? This famous oh. actor uh, is penned here. What do I do? I mean, you call 911, but also, how do you get help in there? Well, they had to fly it in, I heard, right? I think, right. They, yeah. I think they had to fly him out of there because there was just so much snow. Man, every day there's something. There's m- multiple right. things yeah. that could kill us. Oh, and yeah. we just take it for granted. You know, m- mostly, I guess, our cars. And, you know, just, just driving home. You and I don't drive very our far. Hearts. Well, those things, too, yes. Right. Our health, absolutely. Right. Especially for you and myself. But the other things, the things like a tractor falling on you or getting into a car accident or some sort the of The chances of a tractor falling on me are really slim. <laughs> for you, it's about zero. I will say that. For you, I it's think, about zero. I could have to be driving home behind... Some sort of vehicle that carries tractors yeah. for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not. It's low. It's I mean, there's low. a lot of things. You're right, but of all the things I'm yeah. worried about, no, I a tractor falling on me is really that's just boy. But see, that's what probably that would be here. real. Then it's like you know what? It was just your time, man. Right. If a tractor falls on me, then just know it is what it is. You know, but that's the problem when you stop. <clears> life being is not of that it. fragile. If a tractor falls on me, it is not that fragile. It is predestined. So it's like finally because I've been avoiding tractors my whole life. So if they were like, "Hey, when this guy turns whatever, he's going to die by a tractor," they had to work at it. Okay, so then what do you think? <clears throat> the Matrix the- had to like really put some things into place for me to get hit by a tractor. Sure. So in your life where we don't drive tractors ever, but, we don't have snow plows. In our daily routine, what is the thing that would be? What's the most likely accident? To it would be more likely for me to get hit by a meteor than a tractor. I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about the guy? Um, uh, oh, I can't remember. Yel- Yelton Yelnick. What was his name? He he got pinned by his own Jeep. Remember that? He was getting the mail out of his mailbox. And, you know, it's in his driveway. He gets out mm-hmm. of his car. He thought he put it in park. He goes behind the car, goes to get his mail. The Jeep. Goes yeah, something like that could happen to me for sure. Something him. dumb. You know what well, I'm talking about, Well, the guy from uh, ELO, not Jeff Lynn, but like one of the violin players, was driving down a country road and a bale of hay rolled down this hill and hit his car and right. killed him. Oh, so my friend lived. That would have to happen to me for the tractor thing. Right. Like in like 2003 or something, my friend, his uncle was driving up north of the river here in Kansas City, and a piece of concrete fell out of something, went Ugh. through his window, and killed him. So yeah, I feel like it's right. something car-related would probably be our most likely thing. But just just imagine the way the Matrix works, and you think this is a, a simulation, and I, I'm kind of with you. There has to it's be. It's going to be something so dumb. If it's an accident that kills us, it's just going to be something yeah. re- really, really stupid. Like a meteor. <laughs> you know, it's like, Lazo <laughs> got hit by a meteor? Like, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, no. This, who's spreading this rumor? What actually happened? And then the local news, like, local man gets hit by a meteor, you know? And the local news, like, apparently he was on the radio for right. 20 years. Has anyone heard of this guy? Right, exactly. <laughs> these people? I'm doing interviews. They're like, who is this guy? I'm like, right. yeah, I know the city's really And then a meteor would hit you as you were doing it. <laughs> yes. It's the Church of Lazlo. Yo. Yo. All right, we're going to doom scroll some more. We right? are. We got to talk about the Idaho killer. Oh, yeah. Right. Suspected killer. But also, I'm seeing updates about this uh, NFL thing. A memo from Roger Goodell leaked. Did you see that? No. It's on Twitter. Um, you know, explaining what happened, uh, that making up the game is not the uh, uh, priority right now. The Mars Health is the priority. 
So now I'm seeing these tweets that are saying the NFL um, will have the Bills and Bengals only play 16 games instead of 17. No makeup game, no tie. Top three seeds to stay the same, uh, even with wins next week. So really no point of messing up the rest of the schedule. I, I don't know if that's true or not. In his memo, he did say we, uh, have, we are not going to reschedule the game this week and none of our weekend schedule will be changed. He did say that in the memo, so I wonder. So if they, are, I'm guessing it because I haven't done it, they, and somebody will. They've done the math, maybe. It must have. But they said this was so important. I know, but so when would must, they do it? It's like what Skip Bayless was know. saying. Because I don't think the players' union would allow them to play. Oh, you're going to play on Friday and then play again on Sunday, right? The players' union's not going to allow them to play two days apart, would they? So how, what would you do? You, you're not going to delay the playoffs by a week. You can't do that. So I, I just don't know how you fit that extra game in there and, and, and how the union would agree to it. So now there's all these people on Twitter just saying, you know, at least the rumor, and maybe can someone, someone will say, no, 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 they've announced it now. They're saying the NFL will just have them play 16 games instead of 17. How do you feel about that? I mean, in my mind, I don't know what else you do. I don't know that there's an answer, but I'm guessing that's why it took a little bit of time last night. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I know that people don't want to hear that, but, like, what do we do? Right. So whether How does this work true. at all? I, I don't know if that's true. I'll, I'll keep checking for updates. But... We finished Doom's going. We're going to talk about the Idaho suspected murder in Idaho, which people have just been absolutely all over this story since it broke oh, a month, almost a month and a half ago now. Maybe it has been a month and a half. So I'll get you updated on that when we finish Doom's going. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, what's going on, my friend? Okay, so the big news while we were gone was they have a suspect in custody in the uh, Moscow murders. The four college students who were stabbed. It's probably been i'd say it's been the leading story most days since it happened you know i remember the gabby petito thing was a huge story but it did seem like there were things that were happening you had the the police body cam footage oh look at this then you had where is he right that was the big thing they were searching for him you also had the parents house and and the media watching their movements and what they were doing there with this case all you really had was these these four students who were killed the police saying hey you know we're getting lots of tips we don't have a suspect yet, but we're looking. And then after a few weeks, you had you know, families. Uh, one of the fathers of one of the victims said, uh, you know, this case is going cold. Yeah, Basically, right. It sounded like they were accusing the cops of not doing their job. The only real update you got was about, I don't remember, three weeks maybe after the murder. They asked about the, the Hyundai. And Lazo and I, that day, when, yeah. they, when they said, hey, we're looking for this Hyundai Elantra, we both said they know who it is. Uh-huh. The, the police have registration, you know, access to car registration, they can see who has these cars. Right. The fact that they're asking the public nationally, I mean, this was on national news, to look for Hyundai Elantras between this year and this year. We suspected at the time they were letting the killer know, or the we suspect know. Kind of know. We yeah, we, yeah, we know who you are. We're on, so how did they catch this guy? His name's Brian uh, Koberger. He's 28 years old, and they caught him through genealogical DNA. So that means really? they got his DNA at the scene. He's not in CODIS because he'd never been uh, you know, put right. in the system for anything. So when that happens, now there's so many people who have done DNA tests for fun. You know, oh, am I sure. Irish? What am I? And then they make it public to see if they have family members out there. And they can say, hey, we found a cousin that lives near you. Lazo, well, yours is public, right? Maybe. I, I think originally you'd said that it was public yeah, in no, case a family member yeah. ever comes. So 
That's what they do is they say, well, let's look at these public DNA records that are out there from companies like 23andMe and all, all the regular you know, DNA companies. And then they try and find relatives. Hey, this person is a cousin. Then they start to narrow it down. And then they get to a point where they go, hey, we know that it came from this family. Here's a guy. He's 28 years old. He was going to school right across the state line in Washington. Sure. He was going to Wazoo. Uh, lives in Pullman. Wouldn't be that far of a drive. He's a criminology student trying to get a Ph.D., He's a, a teacher's aide, so there was classes of, of kids who have now come out and talked, you know, given statements about what he was like in class, what his behavior was like after the murders happened. Uh, I saw one of the students today saying he looked a little, little scruffy. You know, there's any information okay. they can get, people take. I thought one of the more interesting things is a guy who owns a bar in Pennsylvania. So Brian uh, Koberger, he allegedly had a trip, road trip planned with his father. His dad was going to fly to Washington, right? Mm -hmm. Then they were going to drive this Hyundai Elantra all the way back to Pennsylvania where they live. And that was going to be a a father-son road trip. They claim it was already planned. So when they get back to Pennsylvania, that's where he is eventually arrested. I don't know how long before that they knew who it was, but they go there and they find him and they arrest him. Now he gets a public defender, and the public defender, who will not be his lawyer at the trial, okay. he's just his lawyer in Pennsylvania, says, according to the lawyer, he told the lawyer that, you know, he didn't do this. Uh, he'll go to trial, prove that he's innocent, but he's not going to fight extradition. And so they had their trial today, uh, and he will not fight. He waived his right, so he's going to go back to Idaho to okay. be tried for these murders. It, this it, is it, his. This is the uh, public defender that he had in Pennsylvania. It, it is a little out of character, he, he said. I mean, this is not him. Uh, he believes he's going to be exonerated. Uh, that's what he believes. Those were his words. So he's really been uh, very easy to talk to, actually. Uh, and he's in a calm demeanor, like I stated. Okay, now, so that's that's what his lawyer said. Now there are rumors, and you know, there's some here on the, uh, this is from the New York Post, says here that Brian Koberger allegedly tried to expose himself to the guards and taunted them from his jail cell, saying mm. things like he would I slice them. I saw something them. say that that was a different inmate. And that, that was but, and it's not true? Yeah. Okay. I wondered about that. Like, why aren't they showing that more places? There are a bunch right, of articles, okay. but it's like the Post and stuff. Yeah. You know, you go, is that true or not? When they announced, whatever day that was, when we were on break, hey, they caught this guy. Mm-hmm. They had that picture that everyone saw, and then there was really no information. So I was like, okay, the media now is going to be looking at social media accounts, uh, you know, school records, all that stuff, to figure out who this guy is and try and find people that know him so that we can get quotes A better idea of what, and interviews. Sure. Yeah, which we eventually did. I love there was one guy who was being interviewed. He says that he was friends with them in school and that Brian didn't have a lot of friends. And Brian was also a really mean, kind of a bully in school. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, boy, the way you talk about this guy, what? why was he your friend? But there's a bar owner in Pennsylvania who was interviewed, and he says that Brian used to come into his bar. It's like a brewery restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. He would come in there uh, quite a bit. And at this restaurant, which I didn't know this, Lazo, but it makes sense, servers, when they go to take an order and they go over to that computer, some of these systems apparently allow them to leave notes. Like, hey, this guy... Watch out for okay, this guy sure, okay. to, to tell other servers. And that they had put in the system, hey, this guy, after he has a couple beers, he's real creepy. And so he had allegedly asked some of these waitresses while he was drinking beer up there, uh, what's your work schedule? Where do you live? Things like okay. that that made them very uncomfortable. So the owner claims that at one point when Brian came in, I guess the last time he came in, he confronted him as he walked in and said, look, you know, you're going to have to behave. I can't have you doing that or we'll have to ask you to not come here anymore. And he says that Brian's like, that's not me. You got the wrong guy. I would never do that. Said that that day he had one beer and left. And then apparently 
didn't come back. So there's all these different stories hmm. about him. Who knows? You know, I see some of these people that are being interviewed. I'm like, do, did you have you ever seen this guy in person? Right, I mean, sure. this seems like a stretch. They're saying you went to school. The guy who says he's friends with them. You know, if, if someone you went to school with was suddenly the face that was plastered all over the media nationally as the murder suspect that they've been looking for in this high profile case, and you're like, holy crap. I went to elementary school with that guy. I know him. I would absolutely reach out to the media. You like, would? Yeah. But you're going to have to play it up a little bit. Like, yeah, I was friends with him. If I knew anything about him, I'd go ahead and tell you. Sure, why not? I know that guy. That's crazy. Because they're asking everybody. They're looking yeah, for anybody. I, now, if you liked the guy. I like to different. remove myself from all murders. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's a good idea. That's just a rule of thumb. Like, hey, this guy murdered four people, and people say you're his friend. You yeah. want to talk to us? I'm like, nah. Didn't know him. Right. I don't see how you win by going on and being like, yeah, I was friends with Snowcomb. Sure, he killed six people. <laughs> no, right. seemed, I'm just saying, but right. seemed no. fine to me when we hung out, he was good. Because all that means to me is like, well, you're a weirdo too. And now people are going to be watching you. Yeah, I get that. You I want know. to keep a low profile, especially when police are watching and, yeah, and no, everyone else. Did you know him? I'm like, I don't know. He worked here on the other yeah. side of glass. Talked to him a couple times. <laughs> right. Barely knew him. Barely I knew can't, him. What was his name again? Sp- to tell you the truth, I kind of kept him at an arm's distance because he was a weirdo. <laughs> right. That's, now they're, but now you're on the front of the New York Post, right? Former co-worker. Calls yeah. him a weirdo. Says he kept him at arm's yeah, distance. That's fine. I'll take that more than I was his buddy. Uh, so this guy, uh, Koberger, he's a native of Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. He's a graduate student at Washington State University in Pullman, which is not far from Moscow. Uh, according to the WSU website, he's working on his doctorate in criminal justice and criminology. Hmm. The more that you hear about this guy... He does sound like, if this stuff is true, because, again, I take all these interviews with the Green Salt. Did you know this person? But the way that they're describing this guy, he does kind of sound like a serial killer. When they go back and they, you watch these documentaries about serial killers, how they're fascinated with death. They're fascinated with crime scenes. They're fascinated with all that. Uh, that's I, you. I haven't heard anything about him. That is you, by the way. I do like true crime. Um, You're fascinated with it. Yeah, I would say you I am. have yeah. porcelain dolls in your basement. <laughs> porcelain That's true. Right, it does. Oh, they're my mother's collection. I'm like, my oh, mom collects man. a lot of stuff, too. I don't put them in my basement. You know why I told you? I forget no. that those are there, man. That's, mm-hmm. Every time oh, I mention sure my car, there's porcelain. I do. Mm-hmm. I do forget that they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, asking You're just people- hoping we'll forget they're there, because <laughs> right. someone did call me about that. I'd be like, yeah. Not only did I suspect it, I brought it up on the radio hundreds of times. <laughs> well, but I'm not a loner, right? I do see you guys. I do live with someone. I'm around people. Usually they talk about how these people are kind of isolated. They don't have any friends. Which well, that's interesting because she works from home. She could be a prisoner for all I know. That's true. Who, my girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, but I see you guys every day. Come on. We're talkative. We get along. I'm a social person. We hang I've out. I've never seen you outside of here. Oh, come on. I went to a concert last couple months ago. Remember that? Lemonheads concert? We had. Go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. you said and then you we did. went to 1975 together. We had to go. <laughs> well, when we wanted to go, it was fun. I know, right? but we had to. The point is, this guy does fit the profile. I'm just it, saying so to you. Don't and, be so <laughs> flippant with that. If, if, it, if everybody talked about you and your past history in the world and how you ended up where you are right now, people would be like, well, he fits the profile. Fair Folks, enough. I don't think you should just throw that out. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so the point is... Without DNA, without this genea- genealogical or whatever the hell they call it, DNA, that they're not able to use because so many profiles are public. They said this, these are the kind of cases that are absolutely the hardest to solve because he's a stranger to these girls or, or these people, right? right. There's four of them. Uh, it's not someone that they would know. And they start interviewing people. Hey, who are they friends with? Who was at the bar with them? They don't know. So if no one, if this guy's not interacting with anyone, he comes across a state line, he stalks someone and kills them. 
And they have, even with the DNA, up until now, that DNA could have sat for a long time. They go, hey, it's not in the system. Right. Unless he strikes again, even then, if he strikes again, well, now we know that he's probably responsible for two murders, but we still don't know who the hell this guy is. That can happen. Now, with the way that all this DNA is, there's so much of it public, even if yours is not public. I don't know anyone in my family who's made theirs public, but I'll bet I have cousins who have that I don't even know. Sure. You probably have they cousins. They find it that never, way. Yeah. And they go, hey, he's got cousins. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, I'd never do that because they're going to, that's how they would catch me or right. whatever, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, now they if do anyone anyway. in your family did it, well, then. Yep. Now they do it. Anyway. just trace it to you. There is some pushback on the whole genealogical DNA thing because some people are saying, look, um, like, it used to be a rule in CODIS, which is, that's the system where everyone who's offended, they've got their DNA in there. Those are people who committed felonies, right? So when you're checking the system, you're checking CODIS. There was a time when police officers said, hey, we don't have a hit in CODIS, but why don't we search everyone in CODIS and see if we can get, like, a 50% match? Mm-hmm. And the FBI, and they said, we can't do that. That's against the rules because of how warrants work. You can't look at these people when they're not suspected. Even though they're in CODIS, you can't look at them to help you get family members and start interviewing family members. They basically said that crosses the line. Some people still think that looking through these public profiles. After public, though. It, right, but that's my thing. You made it public. Right. They're saying, yeah, but now you're catching me, and I didn't make mine public. Well, too bad. I mean, I think, right. Laszlo, that's kind of what you're saying is the people who, like myself, are like, I don't really want to hand over my DNA. At this point, what good does it do to not hand it over? Are you really? Right, they're, yeah. They're, they're, even if you never hand yours over, your cousin probably has. Yeah, exactly. Your cousins probably have. So, you know, I... I they probably yeah they can catch you. Might as well spend the ninety bucks I guess and figure out if you're German and if you got some cousins or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know why people. How do them, he but... leave his DNA? You know that's the other thing too. How do he leave his DNA there? Right. Well now that's and that's <clears> the other <throat> thing with DNA. You know, thinking back to like the nineties when they first started using it, if they wanted to get DNA from someone, they needed to take blood, a big vial right. of blood, just to get DNA. And then it progressed, and then it got to the point where we don't need as much blood. Oh, we can get it from saliva. Right. And now we have touch now. DNA, and it seems like even if you put on a jumpsuit with gloves and everything else you got to get those gloves on your hands. And as soon as you, even if you're totally covered from head to toe, how do you make sure there's no DNA left on this thing? And then when you go there and you're stabbing someone, that's a very physical, intimate crime. Right. How do you not leave DNA behind? We don't know what he was wearing. We don't know. I mean, he's a, a criminology student, though. Right. So, but my thing is, just like you just said, and by the way, I'm only asking you because mm-hmm. I know you watch every murder mystery mm-hmm. ever. But couldn't I just say, I didn't, yeah, I saw him at the bar. I didn't think anything about it, and your touch DNA that you yep. say everybody leaves everywhere. Uh, yeah, I might have been creepy. I think I put my arm around her and tried to buy a beer. Yeah. By the way, that was also a week before this happened. Yeah, you absolutely can, and that, right. and, it, and it makes it hard to, to make a case, which is why I think in this case he probably hurt himself because usually when people right. are, are stabbed, if there's a, a stabbing murder, and we're talking about stabbing one person, if you see, most of these things I see on TV, when someone's stabbed to death, their murderer ends up cutting themselves mm-hmm. because the knife gets bloody, it's slippery, and then they cut their hands. Sometimes they break the knife. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if this guy stabbed four people allegedly, there's a very good chance that he hurt himself. We know that at least one person had defensive wounds, right? Yeah. It, was it one or two? I know, I know at least one at of least them did. One, yeah. So now you got somebody fighting back. There's a very good chance he left blood. And blood, if they have his blood there. Well, there's no, you know, you can't really. That to me, they seem so confident about this guy. Right. Okay. I'm like, I think it's got to be but more they than touch back DNA. And have his DNA under their fingernails. A exactly. Lot of times. Exactly. Yeah. Depending on, but he's this criminology student. Right. He right. I'm going to be very curious to learn what it, if and when the police give us more information about. Well, when you know, he's back in Idaho, they can release. They can unseal that warrant, right? Sure. They but, said state law, they can't unseal it until he's physically back in Idaho. Right. Which he's on his way. But the problem right. is, even if we have that information, it's not like they know. 
exactly how he committed that crime. They I don't know what he was get dressed a lot like. More info once he's back there. Well, but he's denying it too. So right. you know, will he continue to deny for the rest of his life and never, never tell us? Right, sure. But at least I think you're right. So I'm going at least if that warrants, release, maybe we'll find out. Hey, there was blood at the scene. Right. It was his blood. I and mean, if it's his blood. Right. There's no really game. I don't know. Your uncle was a homicide detective for years. Yes. And he used to say, I think. One stranger, one time. One stranger, one time. And now, Maybe one stranger, that, one time. Right. I don't think he can yep. do it. The church we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.